0: Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, first high atop the banks of the majestic Blackstone River. Greetings from the jewel of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Ah, you know, another day, another dollar. You make that much?
1: I wish. We get paid for this, right? Uh, I, is it, the reason I ask is I haven't received any payment yet.
0: You won't be getting any payment from me, that's, that's for certain.
1: Well, it's just the you and I.
0: Well, who else would be paying us?
1: I should have thought this through.
0: We should pay each other.
1: That'd be a good idea.
0: Let's. Uh, we'll throw some money down, and uh, we'll throw some money in Whoever a bag. Whoever has a better show wins the money. How about this? You just throw some money in a bag. I'll throw some money in a bag. We don't tell each other about it. I don't have any money. And then we'll exchange the bag at the end, and we'll see who's left. Well, you're cheap, so
1: I know that I will come out on the short end of the stick. That is true. So last week we discussed, what did we discuss last week?
0: Uh, last week, I think was a, uh, was, uh, I was, well, I talked about reincarnation Re- and yep. past life, uh, yep. events. And we
1: talked about the killer cult that was behind some of history's most, uh, crazy serial killer groups and people. That's true. We didn't, we
0: didn't prove it though.
1: Well, you know what? I, I was thinking about this and, and I think our show is more a, uh, more of a spurring of discussion for people rather than solving anything. I think so. We're not going to solve these things cause we're not that bright. I'm not bright. So all we're going to do is talk about these things so that people can hear We'll it. talk
0: about them. And you know what? There may be a time or two where we might be uh, we might be off. We might be wrong about something. Nah, I don't know. Maybe. That that could happen. You know, I did discover that Wolford Brimley is still alive. Oh, the diabetes. He's, I think he's in his 90s. Does he have the diabetes? He's got the beatus. He does the uh, he I does the commercial him. for it.
1: I haven't seen him lately, though. Well, I
0: don't think he's acting much lately anymore. Huh. It's like Sean Connery. He's going into hiding. Sean Connery doesn't need to act. No, definitely not. not so I got to tell you, I did a uh, – <clears throat> I played a little golf yesterday. You probably shouldn't clear your throat on the air. Sorry, I probably shouldn't do that. I got to get out of the habit yeah, of doing that's that. that's not a good habit. So I played a little golf yesterday. Is that right? I played in a uh, golf tournament, mm. uh, you know, prizes to be had by the by the winning team. You're not a
1: good golfer, so I'm assuming you did not win well, any prizes. Well,
0: you know, that's, that's what's frustrating to me about golf is that, you know, over the years I've been known for my athletic prowess. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've been very. I'm a very athletic fellow. I can do lots of different things. I don't know. Yeah. I'm muscular. I'm fast. <laughs> Uh, but I play golf, and it's like I lose, I lose it all. Well, co- coordination. Golf, is... I don't know that golf is a sport. It's more like a difficult activity. I don't know what it would be called, but for for me, it's frustrating. Uh, I can't hit the ball, and when I do, I shank it. Do you just like to go outside and play and and, and uh, have some beer? That's pretty much what I did. I went outside, although it was around. cold yesterday. Yeah, here. it's still co- it's it's cold, which it's is cold. Not good it's for cold, anybody. so I didn't. I, I tried to rush through the course, oh. and uh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to uh, discuss. Before we get into the topics for today, sure. Um, I did get some lead, some uh, listener feedback for the last couple of weeks. And They told us to shut down, didn't they? One of the one of the words of advice that I got from a dear friend mm. who shall remain nameless was uh, he asked, "Hey, do you mind having getting some criticism?" And I said, "No, you know, go ahead." Lay it on me, and he said, "You guys should quit." <laughs> so I said, "Well, that's you that's pretty be direct." are really a good friend, then. That's some good that's some good criticisms, really. So uh, no, I
0: mean, I think that uh, you know we we soldier on. You know uh just, just, just through conversation I've had with a few people, you know, I've had some positive, positive feedback. Although, I did get, I did get one criticism. I won't elaborate on it yet. But that's, uh, you know, I take take everything mm. that we take everything to heart, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, pushing forward, we're going to strive to be bigger and better each and every time. And along those lines, we're going to give out the website now because our website is live. It is live. You can search
1: it. You can find it. Mm. And we're going to give you the address now. So it's the Eon Project at. No, oh, no, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. It's theeonproject.com. So it's T-H-E-E-O-N-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com. and you can see our beautiful faces on there. You can as well. see our
0: faces. I think you can you can uh, message us from the site. Yeah, I you can send us messages from the site, and then uh, our email address is
1: also linked on the site. And you can also get to our social media platforms, uh, which is LinkedIn. No, not not LinkedIn. Facebook, Facebook, and Twitter, Twitter. Ah. LinkedIn is for
0: professional people. Which, yeah, which we are not. Yeah, I'm not on that. That's for sure.
1: So anyway, but before we get into the uh, the topic for the day, I wanted to ask uh, maybe your help and maybe the listeners' help with a situation that I have at work. Mm. So um, it's a it something... doesn't have to do with gas through through a mesh seat, does it? <clears throat> no, that was last week. So that, oh. this is actually something, but but kind of along the same lines. Mm-hmm. So I'm having an ongoing situation in the the public restroom area at my work. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about it if I could. Public meaning uh, outside or just – No, no, no. Just – The general
0: restroom for the employees. Public
1: for the employees. I see. Okay. So I'm not going to give anything away about my workplace uh, because that would be bad business. However, it's fair to say that uh, I used to occupy a section of a building where there was very few people. Mm. Okay. So it was kind of
0: deserted, which I liked. So you had free run of the the toiletries, the toilet facilities.
1: It was a beautiful toilet facility, right? Mm. Because no one ever used it, and it was always clean. Right. So fairly recently, there's been a uh, influx of interlopers from another floor. I see. Who have moved into our area. Is there something wrong with their their bathroom? No, they they uh they've switched you know uh, uh they've switched working conditions or whatever, what uh-huh. have you. So they've occupied the spot where there previously wasn't anybody. So now there's there's an influx of people into the bathroom. I see. So now I can't ever get in there when there's no one in there. And, and if
0: you did, you wouldn't be able to relax. At
1: all. No, you can't relax. You used to be able to shut the door, you know, you'd be in there for such a long period that the motion activated lights would turn off and all of a sudden you're in the dark mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you felt okay about it. So
0: when the lights go off on you, you start flailing around. You gotta, yeah, on. you got to
1: wave your arms around. And yeah. ab- I'm do You can't see it on radio, but I'm waving my arms about. I see. So anyway, so this, this, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago and uh, – I want some help with it because I don't know what I don't know what happened. Well, I feel like I could have been assaulted. Bring it forth. Let's hear it. I I, I think my life was in danger. So, <clears throat> so I walk into this, and I need to explain this the layout of the bathroom. So I I walk into the public bathroom, and I always select the stall that's furthest away from the door. Mm. Which you know that's what people do, right? You you don't well, customarily you try to get as far from the door as possible. Yeah, you don't want to be right in front of the door. No, definitely not. So I walk down all the stalls, and I get into the stall and I sit down. I put the. Uh, I put the ass gasket down, you know, the uh, the paper liner. Of course. You know, you got to put that down. Sometimes I double it. Double it up? Yep. Now, is, is it? do you have the, the pre-made? Uh, yeah, the pre-made die pre-made cut. Pre-made ones. The die cut ones. Oh, those are great. Yep. So I, I lay down the ass gasket, and I sit down, I start, and I start to do my, my business. <clears throat> I just cleared my mic. into. I yeah, don't do it, that. Which I shouldn't do. Okay. Anyway. Continue. So somebody came into the bathroom shortly after I had begun. Instead of doing what normal people would do, which would be select a stall farthest away from you or better yet don't go into a stall at all but utilize the urinal true right so I'm thinking that this person this whoever this unknown intruder is is they, they're gonna they're gonna take a stall far away from me and I'm still safe no so this person decides to get into the stall right next to me mm. right adjacent to my stall clearly they have no concept of personal
0: no pooing
1: space right so now what do I do I don't know what to do I'm cowering because I don't know what's gonna happen are you scared at this point well I don't know if I'm scared I'm not really a you know, I'm not scared at this point. You don't scare easily. No, but this guy—he's—I'm assuming it's a man. I don't know. So, could you see the footwear? I, yes, yes. This ah. is important to the story. Ah, yes. So, whoever the individual was, he was wearing brown shoes, like a wingtip. No, 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 like a a loafer. No, no, like a um, you know, like a hiking boot. Oh yeah, you know, like somebody who eats a lot of granola would wear. Sure, something like that. So, he sits down and starts doing his business, and I don't
0: know what to do. Do I wait? Do I get up? Do I end my session? What do I do? Well. The the problem is that you're it's ruined for you now. Yeah. Because you no longer can you relax. No. Nope. Because that's the key to uh you know a successful lower intestine movement mm-hmm. would it be needs to be quiet. Quiet. There has to be relaxation. Some sort of music. Otherwise, be. otherwise, either it gets cut off too quick, and it, you get backed up. <laughs> yeah. There, well, there's it, no re, recapturing the uh, the relaxing. Well, movement. it retreated like a like a frightened turtle. It did. And uh, so anyway,
1: so I'm now it's ruined. Like you said, I, I I'm stuck there. Mm. So I had to wait. But then this person didn't make any uh, didn't make any audible noises. Hmm. okay they're just there's just silence for a few for a few moments. And then the person got up, flushed the toilet, walked over, washed its hands for about two minutes hmm. and then left the bathroom. That's it and that's it. never to be seen again. No, and the reason I bring it up is because if that was a standalone incident it would be scary and horrifying enough. However, Mr. Brownshoe has been in there now repeatedly hmm. and I've never seen this person's face.
0: You and need, I don't know what to do. You know what
1: you need to do is do a little uh, office recon. Yeah. B- start crawling around on the floor. The problem is there's a lot of people that work in this place, yeah. and, and they all um, they have different footwear. I can't just walk around staring at people's feet. Of course you
0: can. You well, gotta, you're going to have to. You've got you to figure out who I the, don't know, uh,
1: but Mr. Brown Shoe, I have it in for you. You have it in for me, and it's an office rivalry. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this person's listening. Uh, well, you know, it's a distinct
0: possibility because people I work with do listen to the show. They do. Yep. Oh, sorry for them. So. Anyway, that was a good story. Well, it's a true story. Uh, don't let, let me let me just leave it at this. Don't confront the individual once you finally identify well, who it is. What would I say anyway? Well, I you could you could just say, "Give me some space in there." What are you, so I don't what are you know. doing? Get in the stall. <laughs> You're too close. All right. Well, right, that was then. good. Anyway, interesting. So we're going to talk about a couple of different things today, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think. Well, well, we have an overriding theme. Sure. For today's show. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's uh, it's kind of a musical a musical uh show. Musical sen- show. In the sense that we're going to talk uh. So, it's going to be mysterious, but yet musical at the same time. Then, there's going to be an extra special treat halfway through the show. I won't reveal what that's going to be quite yet. Ooh, special treat. I'll just put it this way. It's going to be some sort of live musical performance. Wow. Yes. We have a special guest here today. special guest in the studio today. And uh, uh, they're going to do an acoustic acoustic, uh, performance here, and uh, hopefully it'll be great. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, we're going to talk about some mysteries in rock and roll history.
0: Yeah. Legends, things of that sort. No, no shortage of topics to discuss. Definitely not. And, uh, you know, of course, the typical nonsensical banter that that, that occurs. We don't have any of that.
1: Nothing, nothing like that happens. No? The show. Oh, no. all
0: right. You and then start?
1: The, yeah, so anyway. Yeah. So for my part of the show today, I wanted to go reach way back into history. Hmm. But, well, relatively back into history.
0: So you're familiar with the blues, I'm imagining. The blues, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, a genre of music that's been popular for many, many years. And, uh, you know, the beginnings of rock and roll came from, r- were blues-based, essentially. Right, so essentially,
1: right, rock and roll was stolen from, from blues, basically. Pretty much. You said. Okay. So, there's a very famous blues musician by the name of Robert Johnson, mm. which many people have heard of, but many people have not heard of. And he's largely c- considered to be the, the godfather of the Delta blues.
0: Right. Does that make sense? It does, sure. How
1: do you be a godfather of something like a like a genre?
0: Well, I can I think, never say
1: being a godfather of a person.
0: I think if you're at the you know the, the beginnings of, of a certain particular movement, oh. and uh, you know you excelled in that field, mm-hmm. and you brought it to the forefront of uh, of music, or just in this case, music, but popularity in general. Mm-hmm. I think you could be considered a godfather. Sure. Well,
1: Robert Johnson is considered to be the godfather of the Delta blues, which is a um, you know southern. what's uh, most blues are southern, but it's a southern like, part of the United like, States. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Robert Johnson was largely considered to be a subpar guitarist mm. in the uh, in the blues business. So he was not considered to be very good, and he went from not being good to being one of the most. Uh, rec- recognized as one of the most influential and best blues guitarists of all time in a very, very short amount of time, and people are wondering why h- how that could take place. Right. It seemed so, to happen almost overnight. Almost, yes, almost exactly overnight. So legends started to grow, especially because Robert Johnson recorded song- songs such as uh, Hellhound on My Trail, mm. uh, songs about um, seemingly about the devil and, and having a cursed life. I see. And things of that sort. Right. So some people started to think, uh, that Robert Johnson had actually made a deal with the devil Ooh. in order to become a good blues guitarist, and this is that's kind of a theme that we're gonna be centered on today because a lot of the a lot of the in- anecdotes and
0: stories that we're gonna talk about rock and roll legends have to do with supposed pacts with the devil. So, uh, aside from 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 the music, how do people infer that that there was a? There was a deal there. Could you be more specific in terms of sure. how that would have occurred? So this this part's kind of shrouded in the mists of history and mm. time. But the
1: the story goes like this, and the, probably the best way to tell it is, is is to tell a story. So legend has it that Robert Johnson left a gig one night uh, in the middle of the night, and in, in, in he was in Mississippi, in a, in a part of Mississippi called Rosedale. Mm-hmm. And his ride left him. He didn't have a ride any longer, so he started hoofing it. You know, he's going to walk down. Sure. With his guitar With and his toe. guitar. Yep. yep. So he's on his way to his next. His old six string. His next gig. And he's walking through a lonely part of Rosedale around midnight when he comes to a crossroads. Now, crossroads in history, and I don't think we've talked about that in this show, but crossroads throughout history have been known to be a magical place. Right. Where things happen. Two things, things come happen.
0: together. Right. Uh, odd odd happenings.
1: Odd happenings happen at crossroads. So anyway, around midnight, he comes to a crossroads and he sees a large, dark Dark-skinned man, dark face. Like he's described as being dark. I'm not sure if that means that he was a black man or if he just. Happened or if to it was be... in the shadows. Correct. Yeah, it could have been the shadows. Excuse me. And he he sees this man on the side of the road who who says he's there waiting for him mm-hmm. and he knows his name, so he says to, he says to Robert Johnson, "I'll make a deal with you. You're not a good guitar player," and Robert says, "And Robert says that's true. Well, you know, I'm doing my best, basically." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Well, I'll make you a deal. If you, I'll make you the best guitar player." In blues history, you'll have unlimited supply of whiskey and women. Whoa. Which who doesn't want an unlimited who supply? Who make that deal? Whiskey and women, which Robert Johnson was supposedly a whiskey and women fiend. Ooh! He liked both of them very much.
0: Oh, that's a uh, theme throughout music, actually. Music <laughs> history. <laughs> well,
1: that's why a lot of people get into music because mm. of that, right? So, the understanding would be that this person, which he took to be the devil, actually referred to as the devil man in the story, that he would always have his hand on Robert if he made the deal, but he would make him. You know, like I said, a legend in the mm. blues. So supposedly, he made the deal, and from that night on, he was lo- recognized as the, the the king of the Delta blues. So
0: suddenly, he had these
1: uh, almost magical, supernatural yes. uh,
0: guitar playing skills.
1: That's right. But it didn't last very long, because Robert Johnson passed away when he was 27 years old, mm. which we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Right, that does segue into something. Um, so, but before we get into that, yeah. so the... Um, the general wisdom is that he was poisoned with a poison whiskey laced with strychnine mm. and that a uh, jealous lover of one of his whiskey women <laughs>
0: uh, did Just him could, in. Couldn't take it anymore. Right. Did him in. Right. Um, now, wasn't it? Isn't there a story that when he when he was playing live that he would kind of turn his back to the crowd or kind of conceal his guitar playing? You know so that's the, so the a, that's crowd... an interesting
1: and I, yes I do believe that that was part of the story
0: where he did he didn't want anybody to see what he could do right right and he never right. he never showed anybody kind of what he was doing that's right he so yeah. so you know there's a lot of
1: mystery there
0: maybe he was the maybe he was an early version of Milli Vanilli maybe he had a maybe. backing track mm-hmm. he had a track going and uh, you know of course back then the electronics and the the live sound were rudimentary at best right so he was trying to find a way to conceal his guitar playing mm-hmm. so uh,
1: well the, the theory is that the the legend is that. Anyone hmm. can go to a crossroads in the middle of the night, and not necessarily have the conversation with the devil. However, but the, the again the legend is if you take your guitar and you put it over your shoulder and you close your eyes, yep. that the devil will take it from you and tune it ooh, for you, with the understanding being that now that is a deal that you just signed the deal, and now when you get the guitar back, it'll it'll magically play.
0: So where can I go? Where can I go to to meet meet this devil and have him take uh, my guitar? Well, a
1: crossroads at midnight. A Which,
0: crossroads or any crossroads? Well, nowadays... Like if I went down the street and I stood at the corner... You the know, you never night. know. Mm.
1: But I think maybe just doing it would be uh, enough to invoke something.
0: What if I stood there and the local authorities came by? Well, it depends the on the what you're doing. If you have pants on. Oh, all right. If you didn't have pants on, there may be a problem. Oh, there's nothing in there that says I have to not wear pants, is there? In the law? No, no, no. In making a deal with the devil. You know, I wonder if the devil would stay away if you didn't have pants on. Probably He probably doesn't want have... to see it either. No, definitely not.
1: Well anyway, that's Robert Johnson in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. So he did die at <clears throat> excuse me at twenty seven. And that's a uh that's a popular theme, and I'm sure some people have heard of the what's what they call it's known as the twenty seven club. Yes. Is that like the seven hundred club with Pat Robertson? Pat Robertson. He's gonna live to be seven hundred. Is he still alive? That's why it's called the Seven Hundred Club. Why is it called the Seven Hundred Club? Does anybody know? I don't know. I don't know. What's the significance of that number? I don't know. Do you watch Pat Robertson? No. Is he alive still? I don't know. Doesn't did a- he run for president?
1: Not years this, ago, didn't he? Not this past
0: time, but he, he ran for president. Uh, I think so. Anyway, so <laughs> the 27, 20, 27 club, twenty seven club is basically it's a it's a thought or a theory that famous um, musicians, some actors, uh, never make it past the age of twenty seven. They mm-hmm. they all die horrific, mysterious, or drug induced deaths at the age of twenty seven. Wonder why? A lot of people say it's just uh, it's just coincidence, and that there's no specific correlation between the age 27 and just happenstance it's just it's just happenstance but um but this is going back and i think uh, robert johnson was one of the first famous cases of this as mike stated he did die at age 27 um of strychnine poisoning at least that was the official cause of death but going throughout the years um there's been a number of people and i think we're going to cover a few of them some of you have heard some 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 of you may not have heard, but there's actually a long, com- uh, uh, a long list, and of course you can go right online and, and research that. But um, I think we're going to leave our list just to you know a few that you guys have probably already heard of, and, and and maybe you knew they would die at 27, maybe you didn't. But interesting. So Robert Johnson, as we just as we just talked about, another uh, famous musician going to the 60s uh, was a musician by the name of Brian Jones, ah. who Brian Jones was a founding member of the you know the legendary rock band. The Rolling Stones. And speaking of, how is Keith Richards still alive after all these years, by you know, the way?
1: That, speaking of rock and roll legends and myths, mm. there's an actual well-known myth that Keith Richards had to have uh, blood transfusions mm. and keep, regularly to keep having his uh, his drug-tainted blood re- replaced with fresh blood so he doesn't die. Really? Yeah, that's, that's a myth. I don't know if there's any truth to it. There was but.
0: also a myth that he... Was it him that snorted his father's ashes I or did something hear that like that? Yeah,
1: I'm not sure if that's true.
0: But, uh, he does
1: look like an old catcher's mitt.
0: He is old. Uh, and, you know, I, I actually have ach- uh, achieved more of a um, an understanding and appreciation for Keith Richards as a mu- musician as the years have gone on. I always thought he was kind of a a side figure in the early days of the Rolling Stones, kind of just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's quite talented. Uh, I watched the documentary about him recently, and uh, you know he played some music and stuff like that. He's he's uh, he's pretty amazing. But anyway, Brian Jones, a uh, multi instrumentalist. With the I'm always impressed by
1: people who can play. I can't play any instruments. No, so
0: it's, you have somebody who can play no, multiple. You, you definitely can't do any kind of finger instruments. You're, uh, no, I have big, fat stogie fingers. They're they're, they're too fat. You can't manipulate the, the strings. So anyway, Brian Jones, dead at 27. Uh, so his <laughs>
1: well, the circumstances around so that?
0: interestingly enough. Uh, The official cause of death? Well, he drowned uh, in in a body of water. Okay. Um, Why call it a body of water? Well, because it's body shaped. It's like different shapes. That's not true. No. Body of water. Yeah. Why is it called that? I don't know. Nothing to do with a body. I'm not. No, I I don't know that. Body of
1: water. It's receptacle of water. Receptacle. Some,
0: Some. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. So on the on the coroner's report or the death certificate, it actually says death by misadventure. You know, you lived a great <laughs> life when you have on your death certificate death by. misadventure. You can misadventure. only hope that's that that's awesome. what it says when you pass away. That so mean, yeah, that's a good life. Right I can there. only imagine he was drinking, probably uh, drugging it up. Misadventure. And, uh, it could. Hey, you know what? He dr- Maybe he was a, a victim of the smiley faced killer gang. That would have been a long time ago, though. He fell into water and he died. Well, that's
1: true, but was it a? It wasn't. A, was it a pool of water or was, like his pool, swimming pool or was it a? Uh... It was.
0: Uh, I know all I know is it was wet. I think it was a swimming pool. He went in. Maybe, I think you're right. Yeah. I think he dove off the deep end. Didn't Natalie Wood also die in a body of water? Who's Natalie Wood? She was an actress. Oh, back in the day. Maybe she did. But we're not talking about that today. No, no. But that was 1969. So <clears throat> and in the 60 the 60s and 70s were a uh a rough time for the 27-year-old yeah. musician. Well, before we go any further with the 27-year-old,
1: do you think that that there's a number of factors that go into a a person who is living the rock and roll lifestyle and by the time they reach to be 27 that's actually pretty old right considering to be to be living that hard life
0: yeah because you know obviously a lot of them start young Mm -hmm. uh you know late teens early 20s and we all know that what goes you know what goes with rock and roll lifestyle as we mentioned before drugs alcohol sex you know how do you say gluttonous life Gl- gluttonous. Is Although it? you
1: don't see too many fat rock stars.
0: You don't. They're all usually no, because they're all ru- yeah, because they're all usually like on, you know, cocaine, yeah, alcohol, and they're running around the stage, they, and they're up all hours of the night. You don't see too many fat drummers. I can tell you that. Not a lot of there. There's a couple out there, but uh, not many. No, they Most, move moving around a lot. You get a lot of cardio they're back usually there.
1: Svelte. They're svelte.
0: Yeah. Is that a word? Svelte. Yeah. It's uh, svelte. it's Norwegian. It means svelte. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but going forward. Just uh uh so another another gentleman that I uh in quite enjoyed his his music but he didn't last long, his name was Alan Wilson and he was the uh, the lead singer of the the band Canned Heat I don't know if anybody's ever Canned heard of them Canned Heat yeah yes yeah they did a couple hits in the '60s he died in 1970 uh OD on barbiturates
1: what is a barbiturate
0: I think that's a downer is that a downer that's what they said in Alpers school uppers and downers the amphetamine was the Goof upper. balls. <laughs> greenies greenies <laughs> yeah so uh he was the lead singer of Canned Heat dope. Not you. Oh. There's drugs. I thought you were going to start calling me names here. No. Oh. Okay. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Jimmy. I've heard of Jimi Hendrix. You have? Yeah. What's he famous for? Jimi Hendrix
1: was a uh, a basketball player mm. uh, for the 76ers yeah. in the 1976 finals, mm-hmm. NBA finals. Uh, he dunked over
0: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm, no, that's a different Jimmy. Oh, this is uh, Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, Jimmy Hendrix. Yes. X with a, with an X at the end. Is that his real spelling of his name? Uh, I don't believe that's so. That's a stage name. No, I think it is. I think it is. You know, many people don't know Jimmy Hendrix was actually in the army. I did not know that. He was a, he was an airborne uh, soldier. Wow. He was a paratrooper. Um, he he uh, had a very substandard military career. Oh. And was actually uh, discharged early. He wow. got out. And I, there was some, some rumors that he didn't want to be in the army, and he made up some stories that he was like. He was either a homosexual hmm. or he was uh, wetting the bed. Back then, they, they would kick you yeah, out. Yeah, he was the doing all kinds of things to get out of the army, and he got booted.
1: So this would have been during Vietnam or No, before, no, uh, to
0: pre, to. early, early 60s. I see. But anyway, as we all know, Jimmy's official cause of death was asphyxiation. Yes. But I think he drowned in his own vomit in a bathtub. Was he uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol? He was a big-time alcoholic, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. going back, back many, many, many years. Now, I, I'm not a musical historian, but...
1: Isn't it true that uh, Jimi Hendrix he played he was he didn't he couldn't afford a left-handed
0: guitar so he played a right-hand guitar upside down, is that I, correct? I don't know if it was a, a matter of he couldn't afford a guitar. I think that was all that was available to him at the time when he first started la- learning how to play the guitar. Hmm. He was left-handed. Yes. So he took a. Did they not make left-handed guitars? Yeah, they probably did. But he had a right-handed guitar. All he did was flip the guitar over and he but he strung it like you would. Like if he was playing so it he normally. Didn't, he didn't play it upside down. He just played it. No, the guitar itself was upside down, but the strings were, were oh, tuned normally. I see. The way I understand it. That's oh, okay. But still. Still uh, impressive. Still nice. impressive. Uh, and of course, you know, he he, uh, you know, he was a pioneer in the electronic and the, you know, uh, rock and roll, that sort of uh, musical style back in the 60s.
1: Isn't he largely considered to be one of the best guitarists of all time?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. For sure. Good guy. I don't know. I never met I him. I don't know. I didn't either hell of an afro though. He had I'll a big he had a big afro. Um and, and you know, just shortly after that, Janice Joplin, who we all know. We do. She was a, a very famous uh singer from uh well she was from Texas, I believe, originally. Well, she, she was a blues singer, correct? She was a blues singer. Yeah, yeah. She could belt it out like nobody's business. She had
1: a a powerful powerful voice. You know,
0: she was known for her obviously love of drugs and alcohol as well as uh being very 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 promiscuous. Really? Cuz oh, she yeah. was not a she was not She a, was not attractive. She was not a handsome woman. But I no, but I think that I think that was part of it. Maybe she had low self-esteem? You I don't know. know so she at like She had to sleep around. Looking I don't know. at some pictures. I don't know. Uh, not attractive. It and and be... she wasn't known for her uh, feminine hygiene either. Oh. Very, very hairy armpits. No. Uh, no Things of that sort. No landscaping of any kind. No, definitely not. And especially being in the 60s, no.
1: Oh, no. And you know, no. I don't think I could have existed in no. another time. 60s, 70s, the, no. the lack of hygiene. I think the 70s was better. Don't you think, though, that you look at people from the 70s and you look at pictures and stuff and, and they, have the, they have the weird upholstery mm. and they have their, their seersucker suits? It's kind of creepy. And they, they probably stunk really bad. They didn't have the the, the the hygiene products that we have. And we take advantage of and take for granted.
0: We do. We have good hygiene these days. We really do. For the most part. Cut yeah. showers every day. Every day. Most people. Some people don't, obviously. Some people don't. Uh, you you know, can find out when you get in the elevator with you them. You have quite the selection of uh, fragrant soaps. Yeah, things. Hey, let me ask you. A I'm question. a big fan of fragrant soaps. I like different soaps. Do, of you, different... do you feel like you have to change up the soaps now and again? Well, or do you have one standard? We have a
1: standard at our household mm. that uh, probably just because the the wife purchases mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah. Um, uh, but I enjoy strange soaps, and sometimes I will seek them out when going to, you know, a general store. Like sure. those old timey stores. Oh yeah. Sometimes yeah. they have like the handmade soaps. Yeah. They have made... weird ingredients yeah. in them.
0: Yeah, like a like a honeysuckle. Yeah, you soap. get like an orange, ginger, mm. rosemary soap. Now let me ask you this: mm-hmm. when you're, uh, you know, when you're in the shower, yeah, you're, you're enjoying the the hot the hot shower. I do enjoy a hot getting shower. all lathered up and all that. Mm-hmm. Now you have a specific routine that you do in the shower, like you wash the head first. Most the body. men stick to a couple of different areas mm-hmm. and don't really mess too much with anything else. Now, do you use bar soap for the hair as well, or do you no. use shampoo? No, no, I use shampoo. Really? Why would you ask such a question? No, I just use the bar soap. You use bar soap on your head? It's soap, ain't it? Well,
1: no, because shampoo is different. It's molecularly different. No, it's soap. It's soap. It's no, the it's suds action that you actually. Structurally get going. Di- The suds actually don't clean anything. We've talked about this. No, before. that's what cleans. The suds does not clean the anything. The sudsing action. No, it's a it's a byproduct. Then why do you think they why do they call it scrubbing bubbles then? Because it's a marketing tactic, just like it's just like a toothpaste. When you when you're brushing your teeth, the, the little bubbles they don't do anything. Toothpaste could not foam up or lather at all, and it would still be working. No, I don't think so. The f- suds don't. I don't think so. I think suds suds you need to look anything. that up.
0: No, it's a byproduct. The more suds you get, the cleaner you get.
1: I don't think so. I think that that's why I get so I bought, get
0: so lathered up and slippery in the shower. You've bought into the Procter
1: and Gamble lie. It's almost dangerous. It's how slippery I get. You're falling out of the shower. I fell out of the shower recently. You know, I did. did I you get hurt? No, I, strangely enough, I slipped I and fell. Uh, uh, it was one of those times where you, reality stops moving for a moment, and you I wound up uh, bare-assed and wet <laughs> on my floor. Thinking, what the hell just happened to me? It almost—it know- almost doesn't seem like it's happening. No, it's like, it's like r- you, slow
0: motion. And you know, people die doing that. I can't believe I didn't get hurt. So, a quick falling out of the story shower for you. Falling so out of the story shower. When I when I was in the uh, the military, I, w- I was fortunate enough to. Uh, I think we had a, a long weekend for the Thanksgiving weekend, oh. and I wasn't priv- I wasn't able to come home. So uh, a, a friend of mine uh, opened up his home to me and said, "Hey, why don't you drive?" Because he didn't live that far away mm-hmm. with his family. He said, "Why don't you drive home with me?" We'll go visit my family We have a nice Thanksgiving dinner. I said, hey, that's what Marines do for each other. We take care of each other, feed each other. So I said, I'll go with you. So we went to his house, enjoying uh, Thanksgiving with his family. I slept over there. Next day, I go in the shower. Okay. His whole family's downstairs now. I thought you were going to say that his whole
1: family was in the bathroom watching.
0: Uh, no. That would have that been, been a better story. Yep. So I'm in there. I'm getting all sudsed up, mm-hmm. you know, with the soap. I wash my hair with the same bar of soap. <laughs> and I think I got too sudsy. Because yeah. my feet, Sounds like my it. feet got slip, slippery. and didn't have one of them sticky, no, sticky, no uh, mat, traction mat. No traction down there. mat. No. Lost my footing, oh. fell out of the shower, oh. ripped you, the shower curtain down. Are you yelling? Am I yelling? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm excited about this. And my whole entire body fell onto the floor, and I hit my head in the toilet. Wow. Briefly losing consciousness. <laughs> Wait, had you been drinking this? No, day? no. I was, I was sober, hundred percent. Wow. I came to, in a uh, a naked sudsy mess. No one had to come in and save you, did they? No, but they were pounding on the door. Wow. How the, long were you in the bathroom? I don't, I don't even recall. You, I don't know. you knocked unconscious? It seemed like it was instantaneous, but apparently it wasn't. You know what we call that? We call that a missing time event. Yeah. Maybe a UFO abduction. So I went downstairs. You. I was kind of embarrassed. Everybody was asking me if I was okay. They asked did you what have happened. a bump or a lump? or did you? I had a little bump on my head. I had some uh, rash it on knocks, my backside. Knocked some sense into you. But uh, other than that, I was okay. It was it's embarrassing, It's a great though. story. Anyway, getting back to the 27 Club. The 27 Club. Club. Yeah. Did
1: you have other? No, I other? have a
0: few more. Actually, going up to present day, and I'll, I'll go through rather quickly, so we don't we don't dwell too long on yeah. this. Um, obviously, Jim Morrison, we all know he passed. Oh yes. uh, nineteen seventy one. His his cause of death was heart failure. Well, I wonder why was he was he doing a bi- many drugs. Yeah, drugs, alcohol. He was he was a big drinker. You know as what? Well. A
1: friend of mine, and he actually listens to the show, so I'm going to uh, give him a quick shout out to Jeff. Uh, Jeff, I think pulled one of the best pranks on me of all time, and it involved Jim Morrison. Really? Yeah. So Jeff is a is a uh, a very very well versed in rock and roll history uh, you know has one of those minds he mm-hmm. knows those songs and stories about songs also. oh yeah and he told me years ago that uh, the doors was a uh, very unique band because jim morrison hated guitars and jim morrison this is what this is what jeff told me one day mm-hmm. jim morrison would not have a guitar on his albums which now I know is a lie. Sure. But he had me going for a long time because he said, nope, Jim Morrison had a bad experience when he was a kid with the guitars, but he loved the sound of, you know what a calliope is? Uh, it's,
0: it's like a stringed instrument, I believe. Isn't it? Well,
1: it's like a, yeah, like, it sounds like a, like a carnival almost, mm. like that sort of instrument. And you can hear that on a lot of the Doors, but he would not have a standard guitar,
0: which I think is not true because you, can, <laughs> you can hear a guitar. It's not true, but what I will tell you about the Doors is they didn't have a bass player. All the bass lines that were done for the song, especially in live performance, were done by uh, Ray Manzarek, who was the organ player. I see. Yeah, so they didn't have a bass player. I wonder what,
1: because Jim Morrison's famous for for, um, going, well, the Doors are famous for having long, drawn-out instrumentals, right? Mm -hmm. They, They would just go on for a long time. Yeah. So I wonder what the band was thinking when Jim would like, fall down or leave the stage like oh, you just gotta keep playing yeah no he, he just he'd kind of lay down he'd they just gotta keep around. playing like oh, yeah. the, like the band from star wars just yep. keep playing the they same keep going tune but they, they'd get
0: really you know get into it keep going yeah i don't yeah.
1: i don't get the jam band thing like i you listen to the band
0: play no for... it's like like the band the who yes you know another famous british uh 60s the who? rock band the who? the who the who uh it's about owls you know and, and once again you know i appreciate their place in musical history but uh I don't know, I just could never get into The Who. They're a little too self-indulgent for me. Mm. Their songs go on and on. They just drone on and on for hours, it seems. Sometimes
1: when you're lonely, you indulge in yourself.
0: That's a story for another day, my friend. Mm. All right, so. 27 close. Jim Morrison, dead, 27. Uh, A gentleman by the name of Ron McKiernan, which. Never heard of him. Nope, but if you've got some deadheads out there. Oh. uh, He was was a keyboard uh, player and a singer for The Grateful Dead. He died of a, a gastrointestinal hemorrhage. Ah, in 1973. I'm well, not that's sure that'd be a horrible way to go. I'm not sure what spurned that. He had a he had a ripper and he just I think he ate some bad Mexican. Yep. He and, had a uh, taco Tuesday. It was bad for him cuz he already had an ulcer and uh, the uh mm. the hot sauce just put him over the top. That's that's
1: that's not good that's at all. That's a tough way to go yeah. right there.
0: Uh Pete Ham. Ham? Pete Ham. H A M. Ham. That's a cool name. Yeah, he was a keyboard and He's a vegetarian Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guitarist for the band Badfinger. That's another another term for another day. That was suicide. He hung oh. himself. That was 1975. That's not a good. Just couldn't couldn't hang anymore. So ooh, too soon. He died. Poor guy, 27 years old. More recently, Kurt Cobain, obviously famous. Uh, yes. And actually, that could be a show. That's all on a its show. Own. No,
1: and the reason I purposely did not talk about Kurt Cobain earlier, mm. and I don't, and I don't think you have anything about him later in this program. But you're right. That's a whole. That's a story for a whole other day. I did actually see a very very interesting documentary uh, regarding. The Kurt Cobain case, yeah, it was called uh, it was called Bleached. I did see that as well. Yeah, very, very yeah. well done. Brings up some really interesting. I don't know if they're true or not, but really interesting
0: uh, aspects of the Kurt Cobain, why he potentially, possibly could have been murdered. It could be murdered have been a stage or, or, scene and yep, all that stuff. But a
1: lot of inconsistencies. The, the investigation was handled very poorly. Yeah, um, just a lot of a lot of weird. You know, stuff. and
0: that and that brings us to the to the phenomenon too of and something we can talk about a little bit uh, later on if if we have enough time. Is the idea that a lot of these rock stars they don't actually die, you know? There's always the stories of you know Elvis is alive and yeah. all these people are still alive, and mm-hmm. I think people have a hard time letting go of their, of well, their icons, you know.
1: Probably because their music lives on, mm. and so they don't see them as dead because you can turn on the radio and hear them, or your MP3 player, or sure. whatever the case sure. may be.
0: But anyway, as we know, uh, Kurt killed himself with a shotgun. Yeah. Put a uh, put the barrel in his mouth and that's, let himself. Uh, that's that's not good either. It. No, it was uh, actually he he also had a. Uh, a large amount of heroin in his system, so it looked like he injected himself with a, enough heroin to actually kill himself ten times over, and, and then shot Still shouts. had the presence of mind to shoot himself. Well, that's the theory. If you're going to do that, why would you do that? Does I don't that know. Make but, sense? But tied into Nirvana uh, in that same year, the you know the band Hole. Oh yeah. Uh, Courtney Love's band. Obviously, she was married to Kurt Cobain. But mm-hmm. uh, Hole's bass player Kristen Pfaff. Pfaff. That'd be a hard name for Pfaff. someone it's with say. It's P F A F F. How would you say that? Pfaff. Fef. Anyway, she died of a, a hard one—heroin overdose. Oh. 27, uh, and most recently, you might find this interesting. I don't know if you're—I don't know if you're into the uh, the reboots of the Star Trek movies. Uh, not 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 especially. Not nah, me either. But yeah. anyway, the guy that played Chekhov, yeah, Anton Yelchin. Oh, this is the new Chekhov. The new Chekhov. The Chekhov. No, no, the new Chekhov in the reboot. Did you hear Whoa. how he died? No. Well, first of all, he was a guitarist for the band the Hammerheads. That's a cool name. But he was also an actor as well. That's why he's on this list. But uh hmm. It was blunt traumatic asphyxiation, I believe, and that happened what in 2016. So he got he was he was driving a Jeep Cherokee, a new <gasps> new Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh, I like those. Apparently, he pulled it into his driveway. Mm-hmm. From this is the story that I understand, and then he got out of the car thinking that the car was in gear, but it actually I mean in park, mm-hmm. but it was actually still in gear. It was in drive, and he walked to the, by the front of the car, and when he did, the car actually rolled forward and pinned him. Wow. Between the wall and his vehicle, and he got trapped there, and there was nobody there to help him. That's terrible. And it, <laughs> it crushed him. Oh. I'm not. I'm not laughing because it's funny because it's not that's funny terrible. at all. That's terrible. No. When did but, this happen? Uh, last year.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a way to go.
0: I know. I know. So if you so it, the moral of the story. Well, is, word to the wise: if you're driving a, a newer model Grand Cherokee, mm-hmm. uh, so I think some of them have the little dial. You ever seen the dial? That yeah. I don't air? know how that
1: works, but yeah, is like I think a that's dial.
0: what it was. I think it was a dial. So you're just it, not sure if it's yeah. in park or not. Yeah. So uh, always always make sure that you're. Uh, in park and put the emergency brake on. That's a that's a public service announcement from the Eon. It's that project. way you don't get crushed by your own vehicle. Nobody wants to see that. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the list. That's the the list of the people that I think most of us have heard of. But wow. there's a lot more on the list. Of, the, of all died at 27. All at 27 years old. So what do you think the cause of this is? Is, it, is there lots some of sort drugs of... there? Yep. Uh, lots of uh, uh, rogue Jeep Cherokees running around. Mm. Gastrointestinal distress. So there's no common thread. No. Mostly drug and alcohol related, I would say. Yes. But there has been some other strange, uh, strange occurrences of death as well. Oh. Yeah. Well, before we get into the next part
1: of the show, uh, we had teased something earlier. We were going to have a special guest uh, musical performance here in the in the in the studio. That's right. And uh, hopefully, the curse of the twenty seven Well, we're both way older than that.
0: Yeah. So fortunately, long, we made it past that. We've made it. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have a, a brief. Uh, well, how will we introduce this? How, how are we gonna? How are we gonna? So well, we won't keep him in suspense any longer. Okay. So I myself, Jay, this 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 speaker, this portion of the the duo here is going to play a song on the guitar. Oh. And Mike on the other end, say hi. Hello. Mike is going to sing a song on the guitar, and uh, I think we can all appreciate Mike and I, I know especially we uh, we're fans of Johnny Cash, right? Well, yes, we are fans of Johnny Cash, and actually, Johnny
1: Cash uh, is is a part of rock and roll. Uh, legends, mm. because most people think that Johnny Cash uh, served time in jail, in prison.
0: Mm. But is that true? Well, you know he he did play, uh, you know, in prisons for the uh, the inmates yes, on occasions. But he himself was never he never went to jail. Went to
1: jail, no. But that was his image. That's what he he loved the the man in black image, of the outlaw. Mm. Out, he's actually. Would you consider him to be outlaw country
0: that that genre or? Ah. Uh, Nah, I don't know if it'd be outlaw country. Eh, I guess you could say that. A Boy Named Sue? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Rockabilly, mm. you say?
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: well, that's okay. So why don't you introduce the song, and okay. we'll get it going. So what we're going to do is we're going to sing a song from uh, from one of Johnny Cash's fav- uh, most famous songs. Uh, he recorded a live album in San Quentin Prison, and this is one of the most famous songs from that, and it's Folsom Prison Blues.
2: I hear the train a-comin' It's rollin' round the bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps draggin' on But that train keeps a-rollin' On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blow, I hang my head and cry. I bet there's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me If they free me from this prison If that railroad train was mine Bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues up
0: All right, Mike, what a great job that was. Well, you know, we do our best. Dude. You have a uh, such a silky smooth, uh, you know, Johnny Cash-esque voice, if you will. That's about all I can do. That was amazing. Well, so that's you. your range? It's limited to that? Very or? limited. Yeah. Very limited, yes. No uh, no high notes for you, huh? No,
1: I stopped doing high notes long ago mm. when, my, when my testicles descended. <laughs> so, uh, all right, well, let's no, continue, well, on yeah. so continue on with the show. So we're going to continue on with a Rock and Roll legend show. Before we go a li- any further in the show, just want to plug the uh, website again. So yeah. it's... Theeonproject.com, T-H-E-E-O-N-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com.
0: And they can reach us at theeonproject at yahoo.com, also, also as an email. On,
1: yes, and also on Facebook and on Twitter.
0: That's correct. I
1: Why wouldn't you want to follow us? You know, everything that we do is awesome. Everything. I think so. So we're, gonna, we're on rock and roll history, legends, strange things happen to do with rock and roll and music and the music industry. Mm. So something that I want to talk about next actually goes back to something that we talked about last week. And that's Mr. Alistair Crowley. Crowley or Crowley? We say Crowley because that's what the cool people who do podcasts say. Ah. So I don't know if how you actually say it because Ozzy Osbourne said Crowley.
0: Yeah, but if you say, if you look at the word, if you break the word down, C-R-O-W. Crow. It would be Crow. Lee.
1: Anyway, this really doesn't have to do with Alistair Crowley. Mm. It has to do with Led Zeppelin, which is a, a much more cooler subject to talk about than very, Alistair uh, Crowley. they
0: very mystical, mysterious band in, in
1: itself. Yes, however... Um, it does have to do with Aleister Crowley as well. So, Jimmy Page, you know Jimmy Page is... Jimmy, he, yeah, the yeah. he's the, uh, the
0: guitar virtuoso of uh, Led
1: Zeppelin. Guitar virtuoso of Led Zeppelin. So, right around the early 1970s, when uh, when Led Zeppelin was starting to become the uh, the, the world-driving world force in rock and roll, selling out stadiums all over the place. So, Jimmy Page started on a mystical uh, journey, if you will, towards the
0: occult you
1: like to say the word the occult?
0: occult. When I think of the occult, mm-hmm. I always think of I always think of something it sounds evil. It sounds like yeah. something you're dabbling in that's not very good.
1: Yeah. So Jimmy Jimmy Page was famously involved in the occult, occult. And he actually purchased a a country manor that was once owned by Alice Crowley called Bullskin House. Mm. Now Bullskin House if you see it, it's a cool name. Not moleskin? It sounds like it would be like a a, a castle, but it's really not, it's more like a country manor. I mean it's a a, a very an estate very large house but Mm -hmm. it was it 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 was not like a castle and it's actually still there you can still see it but uh it was owned by alistair crowley in the late 1890s and it was a place where he uh, went to to find seclusion to to start his magical uh, rituals if Mm -hmm. you will and he actually before uh, he actually bought this estate because he wanted to conduct rituals there like i said but there was one ritual that he wanted to do, and I don't know the details, and I wouldn't care to know about the details of the of the magical ritual that he wanted to perform. But supposedly, this took it, it took six months to complete this magical ritual, mm. and he didn't have time,
0: <laughs> like day and night kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah.
1: like it's like a full time job for six months was to complete this, and it was supposed to put him in touch with his guardian angel or guardian demon or whatever the case may be. So he had all these ritual stuff going on in the house, and he ended up abandoning the home. Um, before the before the ritual was finished however supposedly uh, he wrote of in his diaries that the demons and evil forces have congregated around so thickly that they shut off the
0: lights in the house and so, this is this is around the house and the property yes yeah, supposedly happened
1: right so supposedly he conjured up all this stuff that was present in the house and on the grounds and it was long said that the people who lived in the area this is long before Jimmy page bought it uh, that there was people were terrified of the place wouldn't go near it and it was um it was just widely considered to be a really, really haunted, spooky place. But with uh, all this mystery, it was said that the um, there were consequences to the rituals that took place, and that was a bunch of tragedies that happened at Bullskin House and on the grounds. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the employees of the state tried to kill his wife and, and kids. He, it was claimed that he was um, possessed by evil forces, if you will. Um, there was one, actually another, a lodge keeper by the name of Hugh Gilly. Hugh Gilly name gilly yeah hmm. like in uh, game of thrones oh yeah that's the uh one of the characters there <laughs> yeah anyway so hugh gilly lost his two kids suddenly in unexplained circumstances a housemaid is said to have gone mad a local butcher cut off his hand by accident while dealing with an alistair crowley butcher order whoa that's scary right and then a new new owner of the property uh, actually this is after Jimmy. no sorry right before jimmy page man by the name of Major Edward Grant killed himself with a shotgun in the bedroom that had been used by Crowley for many of his satanic rituals. So all this stuff, weird deaths and madness and stuff happened right before Jimmy Page bought the place. Do you think a lot of it just through the power of suggestion? That, sure. Yeah, sure. Actually, there was a very famous experiment, and I won't get into too many details, but it was done on a, uh, uh, one of those, you know, a, a, several years ago, a paranormal— became really cool for, mm. for a while and everybody was doing paranormal shows. Yeah. Yep. So there was a show that that actually took a uh, they cre- they created a a building in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they built it this little house and they made it look really old. So this is a complete made up thing.
0: So it's like, it's like a social experiment. <laughs> That's correct. So they yeah.
1: they built this house and then they put these people in it thinking and they told all the people that it was a haunted house. Yeah. And they they made up all the stuff that happened there. And of course to a person they all said oh, Oh, I get the strange feelings, and this place is definitely haunted. So, when in actuality, they had made right. up the entire thing.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how how powerful the human mind can be. Sure. Uh, you know, can control and and it can just it can wreak havoc on you. Right. It can it can play tricks on you, uh, especially at night. You know, when you're sleeping, you're trying to sleep, you hear things, you see things, have weird dreams. I have weird dreams all the time. Oh man, I have some weird dreams. You know, that's we're gonna uh, do a dream
1: analysis show.
0: You know, it's uh, I'm gonna reveal a little bit something about myself here quickly. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So I don't rec- reveal it too much. No, no, not too much. A, so I, I, I recently uh, have had the, uh, you know, I don't want to say pleasure because it's not a pleasure at all. It's actually quite horrible to uh, have to sleep with a machine. Ooh. Uh Yeah. Rob- like robot love machine? No, not not any kind of love, oh. love machine. But I saw a, uh, world, I know. Yeah. No, it's like a, a breathing machine. Oh. You know, oh, a, oh, yes. uh, like a C- CPAP. CPAP machine. A pressurized air machine. Okay. Because I have, I, I stop breathing when I sleep. Ah, but that's scary. Yeah, I, I do, uh, and I snore, and it's bad. It's real bad. It's just a pleasure to live with. No, sure. not really. But I've noticed since I've been on this therapy, mm-hmm. they call it CPAP therapy. It allows me to get into a much more deep sleep. Mm-hmm. When, when, the, of course, when the mask isn't, I'm losing a seal and I'm shooting air <laughs> into my eyeball. But I have all these strange dreams, so I think I'm gonna start. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a, a uh, dream notebook log. by the uh, bedside, yes. which I know people have done before. I'm start writing them down because they're very vivid, and I think it'd be a good show to talk about. Them. Is it hard to fall asleep
1: with that thing? Does you have to get? It used takes to some it?
0: getting used to. Wow. It takes some getting used to. That's why I drink a lot of whiskey and take sleeping pills. You and Robert Johnson. Yep. So, anyway, getting back to Led Zeppelin.
1: So Led Zeppelin, right around the time where Jimmy Page bought Bullskin House, started to get involved in the occult. As I said, many people don't know this. I Actually, found this out during the uh, during the research for this show. That in you know Led Zeppelin didn't name their albums so to speak mm. right they had like led zeppelin led zeppelin 2 led zeppelin 3 led yep. zeppelin 4 so they didn't really name their albums but on led zeppelin 3 in the acetate you know what acetate is isn't that what they uh, it's what they make an album out of yeah so it was like the like the yeah. you know in the acetate it was scrawled with a stylus uh, two phrases one was so mote it be mm. and do what thou wilt which as we know from last week's episode that those are both tenets of the Alistair Crowley, religion of Thelema. That's correct. So, or, or Satanism. So, they started putting that in their albums. And uh, it was etched into the acetate pressings of the, of the album, like I just said, which is bizarre in and yeah. of itself. So, supposedly, right around this time, Jimmy Page got all the band members together. So, this is, they were starting to get really big, but they weren't enormous yet. Right. Got all the band members together and he said, Hey, I want to conduct a, this is all legend, by the way. Um, I, get, I, partic- I want to participate, I want to conduct a magical ritual that will give us enormous popularity and power. And they all participated, except one, which was John John Paul Jones. Oh, John Paul Jones. Okay. Yeah. So keep that in mind as we move forward in the story. So supposedly, either at Bullskin House or somewhere around that area, they conducted this magical ritual soon right after Mm. um, Led Zeppelin met with enormous popularity. They They were the biggest band in the world and all this stuff. And they were the kings of the world for a while until tragedy started to befall the band. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happened to the band? Individual, individual well, band obviously members?
0: obviously, John Bonham passed away. John Bonham died. Was he 27? That's a great he's, question. He's not on my list. He was, maybe he know, wasn't.
1: I don't know that he was 27. He yeah. was around that age. John Bonham was a famous alcoholic, by the way. Yeah. Um,
0: but he passed away, I believe, in his, in his sleep. Isn't there a to- famous concert where he took Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. That was uh, that was the Who. Never mind. I was thinking of uh, don't
1: mis- don't don't
0: don't. I was thinking of Keith use- Moon, who took a horse tranquilizer and passed out in the middle of a show. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Good. Anyway, so John Bottom
1: died, but before that, because you, you skipped ahead. Sorry. So strange stuff started happening to the band. Robert Plant almost died in a terrible car crash off of a cliff mm. when he had his wife and his kid with him. Uh, he somehow lived through that, but then soon after, Robert Plant's son died of a mysterious illness that no one could figure out. Did you know that? Yes. Yep, little kid. Yep, he was a small kid. He had a weird name. K- Karak was his name. Mm. I don't know what that means. So Robert Plant's son died. John Bonham died uh, in a drunken stupor. Yep. Jimmy Page became addicted to heroin. It was nearly comatose for an extended period. And the only person who made it through all of this stuff unscathed was John Paul Jones, who didn't t- partake in the magic in the in the mystery and oh. uh, the in the ritual. I should say. Look at that.
0: So, what do you think about that? I think I think that. Uh... It just goes to show that the bass player is the wisest amongst the band. Um, <laughs> I got my start as a bass player, yeah, and I am the wisest amongst us now. Well, so if the bass player says don't partake, don't partake in a in a, in a satanic ritual, ritual well, I wouldn't do it. So right, so the takeaway should be that if anyone comes to you and says, "Hey, do
1: you want to participate in a magical ritual?" you should say no, no, because something might happen. And John Paul
0: Jones told me not to. And John Paul Jones is still still around and kicking, right? He is. Yeah, actually, they've been uh, they've been mulling around. There's been rumors. Uh, of a Led Zeppelin reunion, which something that they thought would never, ever occur. Hmm. But uh, there's been some rumors and some innuendo out there that it might actually happen.
1: Well, because Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and John Paul Jones are still around. Correct. And
0: Jason Bonham, John's son, yep. plays drums. True. True. So they could... They could do it. Theoretically, they get could together. do it. They could have the seed of, of John Bonham play the drums, and that would be uh, almost as close as the original lineup as you could get. Yeah. So Same DNA. Absolutely. So that, w- that was an interesting... Uh, interesting take on on the music uh, mysterious music. well you know and this is just a s- small fraction of, of a lot of the music musical mysteries that have happened absolutely and we we,
1: we had a considered and actually when Jay and I did our, our radio show years ago we had an, a guest by the name of R. Gary Patterson that's correct who was a a, a very famous writer
0: who who wrote some uh, wrote a few books about mu- rock and roll legends and yeah he mysteries. Was a, he's a rock and roll historian uh, yes and he w- one of the things that we talked about during that show for a good portion of it was the the uh, the Paul McCartney uh, is dead theory right that uh, is a whole show unto itself um, so we won't we won't touch on it today but uh, perhaps it,
1: if this if this show gets popular we would have have our Gary Patterson on again because he was really a great guest
0: yeah he was he was he was a good guest.
1: And that was when we had an actual radio show, and he thought we were actual radio personalities. Boy, did we fool him! We fooled a few famous people, and I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to talk about who they were, t- who they are today. But we had some great <laughs> guests on our. We program. actually had TV guests. We had world famous people that had their own shows and everything. Yep And uh, little did they know, uh, there was only about five people listening. There was a couple of knuckleheads in an AM studio in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, who had these self-produced, much a- much like this show. This show actually, you know what? You have more computing power in this show. I do. For the for the podcast than than we had at the radio station. No uh no old school vacuum tubes nope. or diodes. You don't in have here. to punch things to get it to work. Nope. Everything's uh state of the art. Believe it or not, that's the studio had it you know remember those old phones that if you wanted to put somebody a hold you had to push the plunger button in and yep. it would go like Plunge three, it. three inches down. And, and you know
0: what? As is as, as basic as the technology was, it I still couldn't figure it out. No. I was always hanging up on people. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good time. Well, hey, before we go, yeah, uh, one thing that I just, you know, we the other the other day we talked about, uh, you know, people people wearing pajamas around town and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just these these things they they pop into my brain throughout the week, and I, I want to get your take on them, sure, sure, because you know I value your opinion well, as, you. as a human being, I appreciate that. Uh, and so you know I, I always have to bring these things up to get mm-hmm. a different perspective on things to make sure that I'm not crazy. Okay, well y- that ship that ship has sailed. What's your thought? What's your th- now? You get your hair cut, obviously, right? I do. Do you go to the uh? Do you get it coiffed at the local uh, hair cuttery? I go whatever you know, the the place that has the coupon. Okay. That's where I go. What are your thoughts on the the interverbal relations between the hair cutter, the barber, or the stylist, if you will, and the client? I can tell you right now without having to think about it. There should be
1: no verbal interaction whatsoever between you and the haircutter. None. That no. That's you, that can't, is a you time, can't have any. That is a time where you're supposed to, to be stoic. Yep. You stare straight ahead. Yep. You say nothing. If you needed to adjust whatever the instructions were for the for the hairstylist, then mm-hmm. you do that at mm-hmm. the beginning. Yep. And then then you should be quiet. Uh, the entire process should be noiseless.
0: So there's too much pressure. There's way sure. too much pressure when you get in the chair, especially with you, you. have a strange stylist, yeah, and they feel like they have to like yeah, initiate they, small talk. Yeah, and they talk to you like they know you, and I they don't want to talk. They don't care. I, a lady the other day asked me, "Oh, what are you, What are your plans this weekend?" I'm like, "I'm your business. I don't know you, right? I'm not going to reveal my plans to you. Are you' stalking me. Not going to happen."
2: I that's, know what you're trying to do. No, you're trying sh- to get
0: into my mind. It's not going to work. There should be no talking. And of course, I think that they want
1: to be, well, two reasons. Number one, that they're probably bored and they want to have a conversation with somebody. And number two, they're looking for a tip. That's a service that's right. a Service industry. Right. I think they're
0: told. I think as part of customer service, they should in- initiate conversation. But just just keep in mind, people, mm-hmm. if I come to the to the barber uh, shop or the stylist or the if salon. If you happen to be a stylist. If you... I happen to be getting a coif done,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to talk. I don't no. want to talk. I'll tell you what I want for a haircut. Yep. I might not even talk. I might even just show you a picture. And it's up to you to do the haircut. Hopefully, Let me be. There's going to be times where I close my eyes because I don't even want to look. No, let me ask you this because this brings up an interesting segue.
1: Yes. So when they're cutting your uh, your hair, mm. you know how they have to kind of get in front of you yep, to cut like the front area? Sure. Do you close your eyes or do you stare straight ahead into their bosoms? Because ultimately <laughs> that's where they are. They're going to be right up there. Uh, I do close the eyes. Yeah, because that's only I, I do as well. Because you don't want to, you don't want them looking down and seeing
0: you staring. Definitely not. You don't want to be caught doing that.
1: Or when they're, you know, are you supposed to shut your eyes so that
2: they, I, don't, I don't know? I don't know. Now, what, the,
0: what do you think about when they ask? Because they ha- they ask me this all the time. They say, mm-hmm. "Would you like me to trim your eyebrows?" I'm like, oh, what are no. they trying to say? My eyebrows are too thick. They must be because no one ever asked me that. Like, who trims their eyebrows?
1: Well, apparently they they think you need to. I guess I do because you you
0: clearly don't have. I don't know. I, I did take the eyebrow trimming though. I did. You did. Well, how do they do did. it?
1: They use these uh,
0: scissors, uh, like a, like a comb and a little like a like a little beard trimmer. You know, oh, so they don't use trimmer? scissors or anything? Cause no, that, no. Then I'd be nervous that someone's going to stick <laughs> it in my eye. You don't want to put the pointy scissor near no. the eyeball. That's plus, dangerous.
1: Plus, you don't know who. I've offended many many people in my life, and who knows who this person is? I may have offended them, or they mm. may not like me. Who knows what they're going to do? No. So you don't want to shut your eyes. Nope. So no
0: talking in the barber chair, no unless talking. I initiate the no. conversation.
2: Yeah, but I, I never no, but no. why would you? I never would. No, no. Why would initiate but a, a conversation?
0: That should be a rule. It should be a hard and fast rule with mm-hmm. barber. barbers and hair – the client gets in the chair, mm. okay, and if the client doesn't say anything, that the stylist doesn't talk, doesn't nope. say anything. Silence. Unless there's a question that needs to be asked specifically to the haircut. You know, would you like a trim hair? Would you like a trim – would you like this? Would you like that? Wonder- a service-related question. Other than that, nothing. I wonder how haircuts happen in monasteries where they're taking vows of silence.
1: I bet you they're silent there. That's why they're all bald. They just shave their heads. There's no there's no the, haircuts. You can't, you can't stop it once it's in motion. Nope. nope. Not at all. Well, that about sums it up for this episode. But before we go, I want to give you the website one more time. It's theeonproject.com, T-H-E-E-O-N-P-R-O-J-E-C-T dot com. You can also reach us at theeonproject at yahoo.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter through the website. That's
0: correct. So once again, I'd like to thank Mike for another uh, exciting episode here on the Eon Project. And uh, hopefully we can uh, we can build a small army of uh, dedicated and loyal listeners. Drop so. us a line during the week because we like to hear the feedback and, and, and show suggestions. Feedback, and... yep. Show, show suggestions, yeah, because we're always uh, looking for something interesting to talk about. Yep. So until next time, just remember, the truth exists. Believe it.